Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 424 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. And, uh, you know, our listeners might be interested to know that, uh, uh, like, our, and they maybe are very likely already aware that we do minimal editing for these Department of Defense uh, episodes. So what, what I just saw was Casey uh had some hands on the board to like to, for muting channels and everything uh, one hand like he had to then trigger like kicking off the music to go and then he had like a lightsaber in his hand which we'll get into later to turn on the music to turn on the lightsaber sound pointed right at the microphone so he could get that to play at, at the as we were cutting in and you know, it might also be interesting to know though as a rarity this is the second try <laughs> we, I mean, I like I wanted to get it right. This is a very special episode to yeah. me, uh, maybe to the listeners too, but probably just to me. Uh, I just got off of a galactic uh, cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went on the Halcyon for a few days uh, and had had quite the adventure that I'm excited to tell you oh, guys yeah. about. But first, I need to give a shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hopper Rail Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to be a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindstudios and become a patron today. Carlos, you were telling me something about the patrons the other day. Do you remember what that was? Yeah. So, like, they've been hearing for, like, as in their childhoods, our patrons heard, like, how, like, ostriches would bury their heads in the ground. And they were thinking to themselves, you know, fuck those ostriches. We could bury our heads in the ground way better than they can. So that's what they did. All of our patrons buried their heads in the ground. Yeah, no, it, it looks a little awkward. So like they're they have like the like they had to do a lot of prep work actually beforehand of like bending, touch your toes. Like you have to imagine that, but then you have to go even at far more of an angle because the point is like you have to have your legs straight up because like the ostrich isn't like bending their legs when they are sticking their head in the ground. Which is definitely a thing ostriches actually do, and not something that was made up and told to us as children. I feel like you might be lying to me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, that's what our uh, patrons are doing. Like they're trying to get better at it. So it's they, they're, trying or succeeding. So it turns out like uh, having your legs straight and then bending and getting your head in the ground isn't very feasible Why as like, a human being. Why not? Like because you have to bend so far for as a human to get your head like directly mm. there. So you have you to have, bend you, your legs. You, no, you have, think outside of the box. So if you bury your legs in the ground first. Oh. That's a good idea. Yeah. Our patron. I hope our <laughs> listeners are like, of course, are listening and they heard that so that they should start burying their legs first and then bury their head. Exactly. In the if you bury your legs first, the ground is a lot closer. Yeah. And you can keep them straight. Yeah. I solved their, I solved their problem. Ostriches don't bury their heads in the sand. That was a lie told to all of us as children. One <laughs> <laughs> of many lies told to us all as children. Well, you know, sometimes you get lied to as a child yeah. and it's a whole, it's just a whole thing. Yeah. All right. Well, Carlos, what have you been up to this past week? Uh, not too much. I just got my uh, TSA pre-check approved. Oh, that's awesome. So like uh, I got some tickets I got to attach it to still, but like it's like I like I glad I went there to get taken care of. Like uh, it was I, th- I thought I was going to have to go like drive to the airport and then park in the parking there where it's like $20 or whatever it, I have to pay to park there for like an hour. But no, like it turns out if it's an offsite place that I went to, 
there's like $75 for five years of like the pre-check. So that's going to save so much time on flights. Yeah. Like not to advert, not to advertise the pre-check, but that's, that's one of the things I did this, this week to get that taken care of. And so like, I was told like 30, 60 business days and that's like, that's too many business days. I can't like, that's too many business. Like I leave in like a a week and a half or so. And like, I, I need the pre-check before that. Otherwise it's going to be for next year. Yeah. You're like, I didn't leave this till the last minute. TSA did. Yes, and- exactly. <laughs> and then, like I had to ask, because like, oh, legally it's 30, 60 days. So it's probably gonna be three to five business days. And then took one day, like on a weekend, like on Saturday. I was like, oh, yeah, no. Uh, Turns out approved. you didn't have much background they needed. No, to I check. don't. <laughs> <There's> the- <laughs> I mean, this person technically exists on paper. <laughs> That's about all we know. He's probably fine. <laughs> So yeah, I have that. I'm looking forward to joining you and Matt when we go to Gen Con in the much shorter line instead of spending like an hour plus. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because you were stuck there for a long time last year. It felt like two hours. It was probably like an hour and a half. Yeah, I because I had time for a beer and a half and then got bored. Yeah, (laughs) like we get done. It's like, you know, we got to make the flight. I can't I don't even have time to grab like a coffee or anything. Yeah, because there's a long walk. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was a rough one. Um, let's see. What have I been up to? Uh, so I flew to Florida. Yeah. Um, and, uh, met up with a former coworker, uh, Fred there. And it was, uh, so the, this trip started off kind of, kind of exciting. Our, uh, our rental car that we were supposed to get broke down on its way to the airport. Yeah. So they upgraded us to, uh, from a mid 2010s, uh, Corolla to a 2023 Camaro. <laughs> Which was very exciting. This is a little bit of a step. A little bit of a little bit of a step up. Then we went to go get some barbecue, which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then we went to a brewery called Persimmons Brewing Company, and we sat in there and played sabak and drank beers. And they had an English bitter on that was just fantastic. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, that was probably really the only reason I went to Florida. Yeah, definitely the only reason. It's not like we have. <laughs> One topic we're going to be talking about on the show that's going to take up the whole part of the program. Yes, I went on the Galactic Star Cruiser. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, it is going to be a spoilerful discussion, which um, I think is okay considering it's ending in September. Like the only exception would be if you are already ha- if you already have tickets for it. Yes, um, and if you can find tickets, like listen to this and then get excited about it and then try to find tickets and then invite Carlos and I to join in your cabin. <laughs> uh, we will pay our fair share. Yeah. And uh, I need to go back. That's 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 it's where you little, it's where you belong. It turns out it's <laughs> just a little spoiler for how much I enjoyed this shit. Uh, I need to go back real bad. Uh, but yeah, so I'll talk about that. But first, we have a uh, beer that we should probably discuss, huh? Yeah, we got the uh, Neon Phenom Double IPA from Drecker. Drecker, yes. So highlighting a fresh harvest of Strata hops, Neon Phenom boasts notes of passion fruit, citrus, berry, and a little bit of dankness. When paired with uh, some of our other favorite hops, Vic Secret and Hugh Melon, it makes for a combination that we're pretty goddang excited about. Ooh, I like the smell of this. Ooh, very hazy. I'm getting some very fun fruit smells. Yep. Uh, this comes in at a just really uh, palatable eight and a half percent. Malts are two row spelt oats carafoam with their house 
IPA yeast and using Strata, Vic uh, Secret, and Hugh Melon. So do you know, like, for passion fruit flavors for IPAs, is that like, do they actually add the passion fruit or is that still? No, like, no, this is all from so, the hop. So it's still like the hop stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's no fruit. Because like, it, it makes me a little confused, like, when they spe- get that specific on the fruit flavors. It's like, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, how do they get that? Well, passion fruit has its own, like, unique mm-hmm. uh, aroma. So kind of like how, like, you can't really pick out if it's citrus. It could be lime. It could be orange. Right. It could be. Like all of those like citrusy notes kind of blend together and berry is very generic. Oh, this smells very nice. Oh, yeah. It smells very nice. It's very chewy. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it tastes good. Uh, I, I don't know if I could drink more than one can of this. One can would probably be like there's there's enough bitterness there where it's going to strip your palate. Right. Um, it's good, but it's not like it's not an all night drinker. Yeah, it's like there's better double IPs out there, but this is a very solid one, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to give me a number? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Let me take another sip to figure before I yeah. figure out. I feel like I'm down. My yeah, number. I'm trying not to rush us through this, but I'm like very excited for <laughs> the next hour. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give this a. Uh, it's so solid. I'm gonna give it a seven point eight. Um, I was going to give it a 7.5 and I was like, do I want to give it an 8? It's like, well, I mean, I think if you're going to do a double IPA, I think there's like like I I think there's like some things that this is well, so I mean, this, so is this, this, is, this is a double hazy. You have yeah. to remember that. Um, but yeah. I mean, like you can't like there's not light coming through this thing. No, this is turbid as hell. Uh I I think it tastes good. It, it's like it's very drinkable and like I could I I can have one of them. It's not super bitter, but I'm still, yeah, I think 7.8 is what I want to go with just because, like, it's like a good middle ground between like an above average double IPA and something that would be like a fantastic Insane, yeah. double IPA. Yeah, I'm going to give seven and a half. It's just, it smells good. It's well made, but it's just fine. Yeah. It's not, it's not in like, it's not blowing my mind. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this, but again, it's not one that I could keep going back to. Right. Um, and honestly, after after the show, I'll probably forget that I had it. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's not going to leave any mark. Any this, like mark. The, the the most like no thing I'm going to remember most is like the fun can it's got of like the uh, the uh, I can't remember what that's called like the, the the something neon wave like can design with a zombie skull on it smoking a smoking a joint. That's oh. the most I'll remember about this. I after didn't even realize that was what the can was. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Nope. That's about it. Yeah. It's fine. So, all right. We so, got a, you got a discussion topic well, for us, Casey, right? I, I, I want to approach this a certain way. Sure. So, when you first heard about uh, the Star Cruiser, what did you think? So, that's the so for those who don't know, Star Cruiser was marketed as the Star Wars hotel at right. Disneyland that was astronomically expensive. Right. So, I see the, these articles like the, I see some some photos of like bunks and like this is your hotel room bunks. Can you believe it? It's like, wow, that is like you're paying so much money and you get fucking bunks. Like, uh, that's ridiculous. Like, why would anybody do this? And like I like and like I wrote it off and like because I also like uh, there's like what there will be like a couple rides at like it's Disney like and there's like they have like a park for Star Wars. But like 
anybody can like do the park. Like, why would you pay like the extra to do this hotel thing? And it's, if it's just like bunks, like what's the purpose? Like, it's already going to be expensive. And you, you like, there's no, if you're going to, if it's going to be expensive, you might as well get some decent bed or anything like that. So that's what, that was my knowledge of, uh, of it. So you, uh, suffice to say their marketing sucked. Yeah. Because it is not that even a little. Well, so you're right. There are bunks. Mm -hmm. I think for the two days I was there. So we we boarded at um, pretty much exactly at 1 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah. And disembarked at about 10 a.m. on Saturday. All right. For the time I was there. I think I maybe spent 11 hours in the room. <laughs> wait, 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 really? Like how, like that's how much time you slept? 11 hours. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're going through your, like uh, what happened, like I, I kind of want to like, like when you talk about like when you, and, like, you went to sleep for the night, I kind of want to know when that was. And then like what time you woke up the next day and just went out there again. Okay. Okay. It it might have been more like twelve hours. We'll 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 see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get a we'll get an actual tally. How many nights did you actually spend in the two room? Days. It was two. two it was two, two of nights. the nights were in the room. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so uh, that's a that's slightly more understandable. That's that's so few hours. <laughs> and that's that's also uh, considering like the few times that we had to run back to the room in order to get missions from the droid and things right. like that. So. Halcyon Star Cruiser, the Halcyon, mm -hmm. is a ship that has been in service for 275 years. Uh, we are, uh, it's 275th voyage, uh, so it's a celebratory voyage. Wait, wait, is this memorized? Is that part right there, like 275 years, 275th anniversary? Is that, was that part memorized? Like, were you looking at notes for that? No, that's memorized. <laughs> wow. A lot of this is just seared into my brain. <laughs> Okay, keep going. Uh, um, so the ship was this again. I don't have notes on this part. Yeah, this is all from memory. The ship was commissioned uh, in the High Republic era. Uh, saw many things. Um, I have the backstory comic if you ever want to read it. It's right. fantastic. Uh, and uh, was briefly taken over uh, by the Empire during that time. Um, and now we are firmly in the time of the first order and the resistance. So our 275th voyage, for those of you who are familiar with the movies take place in between the last Jedi and rise of the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Is that the, the eighth one, ninth one? That was, yeah, I think that's it's between one. eight and nine. Yeah. So that just so you know where we are at in the star Wars timeline, because everything that happens aboard is essentially Canon, mm -hmm. which is just exciting. Yeah. So, uh, overview the Halcyon Star Cruiser is not just a hotel, it is an immersive Star Wars experience. Think LARP slash dinner theater slash theme park, yeah, slash place to sleep because you need that. Um, all of your food is included, that is uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, every day, uh, as well as a free lunch on, on your planetary excursion to Batu. And also non-alcoholic beverages, uh, and and a free alcoholic beverage on Batu. Oh, you get a free with, with if if you eat at Docking Bay Seven, mm -hmm. um, you can get a free rum drink. 
okay. or beer. So a lot got, of rum drinks. Yeah. Got a got a rum drink. So that is that is also included. Um, so that is uh, and yeah, uh, it is expensive. Uh, the base room, uh, so like the the cheapest room, uh, with tax ends up coming to be about five grand. But you split that between four or five people, and it's decent. Like it's not insane for a Disney vacation. It also includes uh, you get two lightning passes, one for Rise of the uh, Rise of the Resistance, and one for Smuggler's Run. Uh, when you go to uh, Black Spire Outpost on your uh, planetary excursion, yeah. and it also includes all the other events that we'll be getting into. All the uh, the, uh, the 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 insanity, yeah, the LARPing type experience that we'll LARP's be not really into. the right word because like that like that invo- that's like like that's uh I mean, that normally has like numbers attached to it somewhere. Yeah, this this is straight up. You live in Star Wars for yeah, two days, right? And oh my God, you live in Star Wars for two days. So it starts. I'll just I'm just going to give you my experience. And if you want others like you can go through all these YouTube videos and see things that like probably will give it to you better. But I'm just going to tell you what my character's experience, Gork Cardon's experience was getting going through the house. So like you're you had a character for going into this, like a lot of people have like uh, characters and outfits that they have when they go, before they go on through this, like full it's, on it's, ro- it's very um, some people just play themselves. But mm-hmm. where star uh, so on our on our voyage, I would say a good 80 percent of people were in were in some kind of costume or at least trying to like yeah. wear Star Wars esque clothing. We saw very few T-shirts. Uh, so that, that's really cool because like it, it kind of helps play keep you in the setting of mm-hmm. like Star Wars. So can you tell us like who is this Gork person that you like were pretending to be? So Gork Cardant is a um, so Gork Cardant was born on Halsey and Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't care for the city life uh, and got off planet as soon as he could. Became a uh, smuggler uh, slash uh, person doing odd jobs uh, once he acquired his uh own ship the lost comet in a totally legit hand of sabak that he definitely didn't cheat at and did that until uh he ran into this pirate named jacqueline where they they ran jobs together had a great time until they did one job that went wrong they went to i actually let me pull up my backstory and this will be uh because then i can just kind of read it because it's changed a little oh, bit. Yeah. And, um, drive. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for all the backstory. No, no, questions. like uh, I, I, I kind of want because it helps give us a setup and yeah. least understand like what, it, like what, what my motivations and, were and, and like and like what it means like to like if you're going to like go into this as like a role playing person yeah. instead of like a person like going in there in a t shirt. Okay, so let's see. Originally from Hazi and Prime. City life didn't agree with him, so Gorik left the planet as soon as he was able to. He spent a few years bouncing around, bouncing between spaceports until a lucky hand of Sabak, in quotes, uh, put him in possession of the Lost Comet. Along the way, Gorik met a pirate by the name of Jack Lynn. They ran jobs together, and he made the mistake of falling for her. After a job went south, Jack Lynn left him for dead and took the ship. He's been following her system to system ever since, but the trail is running cold until a contact gave him a lead that she was last seen on Batu a month or so ago. So... Before we start going into like your experience, I want to actually talk about like I don't know we've talked touched on a little bit like episode by episode uh, leading up to it, but since this is going to be like the full uh, yeah, episode yep. on it, uh, what kind of setup were you doing for uh, before you going in there? So like, before before going in, 
Um, I, I, I made the, the decision to try to stay as spoiler free as possible, mm-hmm. which was good and bad. And I'll get into that. Like at the end, I'll kind of give that thing. Um, but I tried to stay as spoiler free as possible right. because I wanted to go in with fresh eyes as like, let's just do this. Like right. I'm throwing myself in. I knew what I was going to do. Um, I had like vague ideas of people and like their affinities and things like that. Um, but I had no idea really what the, what the underlying story was. So prep, uh, I made my outfit. Right. So I used, uh, and I'll post photos of this entire thing. All the photos that I took and were took of me and then, which not a ton, but a few. Yeah. And I'll post them on the, um, on the Instagram with with all this. So I had uh, just hiking pants because they look Star Warsy because yeah. they got the pockets, the weird seams and spots. Oh, right. And um, I had a linen shirt. I had a scarf. And then I had a vest that I had uh, spray painted my ship logo on the back. Mm-hmm. And um, then like put some like stripes on just to cover some zippers and give it a little bit more yeah. layer character. And like, I think, I think it looks really good. And there's, Cause there's no zippers in star Wars. There are no zippers in star Wars. There's also no buttons in star Wars. No, wait, there's no buttons. Yeah. Only Velcro in star Wars. Huh? Yeah. And so like, I left some, vi- but I left the buttons on my shirt cause I wasn't going to get rid of those. I, 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 I covered I just, most of them with a scarf. Cause I know like there's like some of those shirts have like a, like a, like the, like the Y collar or whatever. Yep, and like, no I, buttons. I, they don't have the buttons, huh? No buttons in star Wars. <laughs> No fasteners in Star Wars, basically. Um, and so I did that. I had a hat. Um, and like when you, when you, if oh, you and, take- I, and I had a, and I had a belt like uh, no holsters are allowed on the Halcyon or on Batu. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went on Etsy and I found somebody who had made like they call it uh, bounding mm-hmm. where like you get as close up to the rules for Disney as you can, but you don't break them. And so it was basically a. A uh, smuggler style style belt that had like a pouch. Oh, cool! On the side, like you get a lot of, like a lot of use out of that extra that pouch. Oh, I, I used it to hold my data pad. I used it to hold like the battery. Mm-hmm. Um, I used it a lot. It was just really nice to have there. And like uh, when you see these images on like uh, Instagram, like uh, you'll see like if like are you gonna, make sure you post one like when you're like in the Star Wars setting because you fit in the Star Wars setting yeah. with that outfit. Like yeah, it, it really was fits it was there. great. Uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in the in the cantina. Mm-hmm. I guess the sublight lounge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so like you also like one of the things you did was you came up with like a backstory for your st- character. You, yep. you don't have that's like a thing like you don't have to do. You don't have to. Um, like, it's fun. Like it's fun for the, like, the experience. I'm sure. One of the people in our group um, like didn't realize. Like, yeah, it was a whole thing. He was like, oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't come up with one. Do I need one? I'm like, you don't need one. Mm-hmm. It's just like a fun thing to have. Like it's not to necessary. get you in the right headspace. Yeah. It's one of those things. And it, and it helped. And like so things that um i was asked where i was from and or like where where my last where my last spot was and i just kind of blurted out narshada so then yeah. from that point forward my last port of call was narshada <laughs> yeah um and so like that's like they're like oh like where were you last i'm like narshada originally from hosnian prime and i didn't bust out i'll tell you when i bust out the whole hosnian prime thing mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of a really cool moment <laughs> um yeah so so i i went in with this uh so you pull up Oh, I guess like one more thing oh, yeah, is like what kind of, for like when you're going there like you had to like you did have to, did some experience like what you wanted to grab to bring with you to for, to make the experience yeah better. yeah so I also 3D printed like a bunch of credits so mm-hmm. 
Um, if if you are going mm-hmm. in in the next like before it ends, if you luck out and you're able to go, find the Facebook group that uh, for your uh, thing. So um, all of the fans have created specific Facebook groups for every voyage. Get in there, start talking with people, and it makes it so much cooler because all these people who've already gone or are just like starting to research, um, they're getting together. They're uh, so with our with ours, somebody made laser cut um, halcyon pins with the date of our voyage on them, and made one for everybody in the Facebook group and like their cabin mates. So like I got up, got in on that, and I told them, and like people were setting up like late night sabak tournaments and. Uh, it was it was just really cool. And now all of those people are sharing photos and stories and all these things that happened on the voyage <laughs> that you might not have been there for or you were like on the sidelines of or you were in the middle of and didn't see like the little side stories that were happening. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that's all the, the back leading up to it. I think that's all. Other all right. questions. Like now you can get back into the thing itself. So. We we pull up um, you to get into Star Cruiser. You have to go to the back lot of Disney. Right. So you're driving through. You drive behind Batu. So you're seeing like all of like the structure that holds up the facade mm-hmm. and you drive in and then you go in and there's just this concrete bunker. Right. That you pull up to. That's the starport. And you wait in line. Everybody's really excited, and it's kind of hot. You're drinking water. You're hanging out. You're chatting with people in line. Because it's Florida, so it's it's going to be hot. No, oh, especially Florida in July. Oh yeah, yeah. it was like a hundred degrees every day, <laughs> and then humid. Yeah. So, then you you get in. Mm-hmm. It starts with a safety briefing. Uh, you you, and then uh, the first the first bit of magic is is you step onto the transport to the ship. All right. Which, in real life, is an elevator. But you step in, and it's done up like a transport. There's viewport windows, and this is this is where the immersion kicks off. And it's it if you if you let it be, it's it's like a a light has been switched. Um, you look up, and you slowly take off. Like it shakes a little bit. The music is going, and then you zip into like a, hi, a short hyperspace jump. Oh, yeah. And you're right. You're in space. You see the Halcyon. Like go across the two viewport windows as you slowly go in. You hear a sound as you're pulled into the do- uh, like the docking port, and then the the doors open, and you step into the Halcyon Atrium, and you step onto a starship. Uh, the The words cannot uh, oh, yeah. say like how incredible that was. Um, somebody meets you. They take you directly to your room, give you a quick like, uh, here's here's the atrium here. There's the sublight lounge. Here's the gift shop. Uh, head down. Uh, here's here's where dinner is. And then they bring you directly to your room. We run uh, deck four, um, which is, you know, the lower deck where all the cheapos are, which, you know, that's fine. Uh, and then. Oh, yeah. So there's higher decks for like other. Yeah. Yeah. So the big suites are on deck seven. Oh, so it's just like it's different suites. It's like where people are staying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it doesn't change your experience. No, no, it doesn't change your experience. Okay, because like, because like I'd be like bummed if I found out that like oh you know you have to spend like ten grand to have like no, a no, real no, no. experience. No, no, it's it like it's just where you're staying. Okay. So yeah, they're staying on deck seven. Mm-hmm. We're on we're on deck four, mm-hmm. and then there's uh suites or suites on deck five. All right. 
I think four and five are basically the same. All right. So yeah, so we go, we go, uh, get our get our introduction to the room. We meet um the droid of the ship. Uh, there's a little temp thing in there where you can talk to the droid, and the droid tells like gives you missions throughout the throughout your stay and tells you bedtime stories, <laughs> which is um just Star Wars but told from the the viewpoint of R two D two. So it does. The, it's the original trilogy. So wait, is this like a, a droid that like is in your like your room? It's or? It's, it's just a video of the okay. droid, like so it's not in your room. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, we get that, and then we immediately were like, okay, well, we want to go hit the gift shop because there's stuff that uh, sells out right away, yeah. and we want to make sure we get we get the things that we want. Um, so I got a set of like Sabak chips uh, and a set of Sabak cards, mm-hmm. and then I got a really cool jacket. Yeah. Uh, but on the way to here, now I got to pull up my notes because now we're now we're getting into <laughs> now things. we're getting into more detailed territory. So, like this is all like, you didn't have to have notes for besides like one detail in your backstory you had to look up. Was, everything else is like not notes. Yeah, all right. Everything is very like <laughs> it's I mean, well, and like the the order of events have gotten muddied yeah. in some ways, and so I have like I had to write everything down and figure that out. So we leave the room on the way up to the. Oh, the gift shop. So we're on we're on four. So we have to go up two flights of mm-hmm. stairs in order to get up there. Well, we pass by a um a couple of terminals and I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to go check one of these. So I let everybody get a few steps ahead of me and I pop over to the terminal and um, I scan my creds and I see that there's a button that says restricted access. And I'm like, well, I want to know about <laughs> that one. So I click that button. And I can't get into anything, so I try a few things, and uh, it asks me for a password, and so I just start typing things, <laughs> and nothing works. I'm like, ah, darn. So then I start, like, I'm like, okay, well, whatever, and then I go upstairs. Well, while I'm in the gift shop, my data pad goes off. I'm like, oh, I got a new message from Wraith. Interesting. He's like, oh, trying to get in trouble, are we? <laughs> 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 and so he gives me a little mission to... uh uh, to go hack a terminal. So I hack the terminal quick and that gives me access. And then that gives, uh, to a restricted thing. And then I do another, another little mission and that gives me access to the, uh, the engineering room. Well, and, and I have the brig password now. So I have the password to the brig and I have the engineering room. Well, I go, I go into the engineering room, but the interior door's locked. I'm like, Huh. And Wraith's like, hey, like you're doing the thing like that's good. Let's talk later. I'm like, OK, well, so I go unlock the brig because I have that password. Yeah. And then I look down and I see that there's a. Like a little vent. And I'm like, huh, I poke it and it opens. <laughs> so I crawl through it because you ha- you have to. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> if a vent opens, you crawl through it. And now I'm in the engineering room. And so I go and I, I vent the like I, I do the venting of yeah. the uh, the cryo that he wants me to do. And so then I go out and I'm feeling good. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, then I go drop or I, then I go back and find my friends like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And that was that was like my first like foray into. Oh, OK. Um, and little, then like a story events or. Like- yeah. I, I or like I I don't know how like you describe something like that. Like, does that like play into like stuff that happens on later on, or is like just mm-hmm. like a short instance? Yeah, it, it it does. Like, so everything builds on each okay. other. So these are like just the building blocks mm-hmm. that I'm kind of putting in. 
Um, well, so I go try to find my friends. I can't find them, but lunch is also being served. It's so lunches are all buffet lunches and breakfast are buffet style and they go for like three hours. So I'm like, you know, I haven't eaten for a minute, so I'm going to go uh, grab a bite to eat. And so I'm walking to uh, the dining room and uh, you go into this like little area and to the right uh, is the open dining room to the left. There's another door. And I'm like, well, what's what's that door? So I go and I poke that door and I go in there and I realize that I'm in the atrium to the cargo hold or the, the antechamber to the cargo hold and there's a locked cargo hold door. I'm like, well, we got to see. Yeah. So I go and scan my credentials at the cargo hold door and that doesn't work. I'm like, ah, darn it. And so I, I go back and then I go and try to hack the terminal, see if I can get into yeah. the cargo hold and no dice. And um, and then my my uh, comm goes off again. <laughs> And the captain's real mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, the cargo hold is uh, strictly uh, restricted <laughs> for passengers. I don't know why you were trying to get in there. And so all of these things that give you, uh, you're able to respond. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but how do I get in? <laughs> <laughs> That happens, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I have a couple of hours until muster yet, because all of this happens within the first hour I'm on the ship. <laughs> I'm like, okay. A little, a little troublemaker <laughs> over here. <laughs> so then I head up to uh, to the sublight lounge, because I'm like, well, I'll get a drink. Well, then I run into uh, my crewmates. Um, hang on. They all, uh, let me get their Star Wars names. So I have that for you guys. Um, we had uh, Bebo. Mm-hmm. Kenrick and Ash. All right. Uh, oh wait, no, she ended up changing it to Olivia. Uh, yeah. So Kenrick, Bib- Bebo, and Olivia. Oops. All right. So I see. Uh, I see Bebo and Kenrick playing Hollow Sabak, uh, which is they had this massive uh, Sabak table. So uh, before the Empire took over uh, the Halcyon. There was a brief period where it was uh, run by the huts okay. and they had turned the entire thing into a gambling ship. As you do. Yeah. Well, the Halcyon's very um, like they, they like to maintain their history. I took a little ship uh, orientation thing uh, where they um, they took me around the ship and showed me all these things where I saw or and they told me this some history about the ship. It was very cool. But so I find them. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to grab a, so I, I sit at a table, I grab a cocktail, and let me tell you, the Sublight Lounge, I've been in a lot of cantinas in my day, but gosh darn it, well, it was delightful. Um, so the Sabak table, I need, I need to talk about right. this first. So you, you sit down, it's, it's a four-person Sabak table, you sit down, and everything's digital, but it shows your cards to you holographically. Yeah. Up on the table. Okay. So you, you can see them on the vid screen, but if also if you're looking at the other players, you can see them like in in space. Oh, of course. Yeah. And uh so I'm I'm sitting there and uh sitting at the table next to uh Bebo and Kenrick while they're uh while they're playing Sabak and uh Kenrick is learning Sabak for the first time because of course, you know, everybody has somebody in the group who doesn't know how to gamble properly. Um, and they're doing they're doing pretty good. But so I order a pod chaser, which comes with this big, giant silver. Uh, the cocktails on the Halcyon 
just looked incredible. Everything looked very Star Wars and it was absolutely delightful. I loved every second, every drink. I made my way through the cocktail list. I had everyone but one. The only one I the only one I didn't have was the gin and tonic. Was it just like a was it a regular gin and tonic? Well, no, it was a Star Warsy gin and tonic, but the quinine and tonic always makes my tummy feel okay. weird. And so I was gonna have it as uh as my last drink on the last night, mm-hmm. but then I missed last call. Oh, okay. Because I had done a um a crate reactor right before that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, so uh Bibbo and I we sit there and we chat for a minute. Have have a drink or two, wander around the ship a bit, and then it's time for muster. I believe muster is next. Let me double check. Boop. Yep, ship muster. So we go to muster station D. And we're kind of standing near the near the muster station, and the uh the the crew, the crew member, uh who's supposed to be running our muster station is the mechanic. Turns out it's his first day right. and he's very confused and all the Saja at the other station. So the Saja are um, followers of the force right. of this religion, like around the force. Um, so they're teachers, they're um, they're mystics. Um, and there's there's a contingent of Saja on board. Mm-hmm. Well, Sammy is trying to figure out how to do this. Uh, the, the ship's mechanic, his name is Sammy. It's his first day. He's trying to figure this out. So uh, me, Bibbo, and a couple of other people around were like, we're like, you got this. Like, you can you can figure this out. It's going to be OK. Like, here's like, we'll just we'll just follow what, what the other people are doing. But with Dorn. Yeah. Right. So when they say whatever their word is, we'll just substitute that with Dorn. He's like, perfect. So. We see that and we're like, OK, you know, that's like we, we, we get through that and then we look up or Sam, Sammy looks up. And so we look up, too. And uh, is this when that happens? Just double checking. This is exactly when that happens. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's a Star Destroyer out, out the viewport. <laughs> Well, we're like, okay, um, so muster's starting, and so we're going through that. Sammy's like, I have to go take care of this, so he grabs a, a passenger and puts them in charge. He's like, you got this? You got this, all right. Uh, <laughs> and so we're like, all right, we, we got we got your back, crew member. Like, we got this. And so we are, we're, 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 we go through the muster. The captain um, addresses us, lets us know that these are our safety stations for the rest of the thing, lets us know what the klaxon sounds like. Uh, takes us through the entire uh, orientation. We meet Lenka, who's the cruise director in charge of all the activities. Um, we meet uh, the head Saja. All this stuff. And then Lieutenant Croy interrupts from the First Order. Him and his contingent of stormtroopers barge their way on the ship and bully poor Sammy to look at his shuttle. And it's a whole thing. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Sammy was the name you know, of the person that was running your like muster. So, Sammy is the is the is the ship mechanic. Oh, the ship mechanic yep. that was. Uh, uh, but we also yep, the first but, day. Yep. And during muster, we also learn that Gaia is uh, is going to be playing dinner for us, but she's not aboard yet. All right. Uh, she's off off ship, and we have and Wraith is 
uh, her manager and is trying to make sure that we uh, we make a quick little hyperspace detour to go pick her up. And Wraith was the person that like saw, oh, you're hacking this thing. Mm-hmm. So muster finishes mm-hmm. and I go find Mr. Wraith. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another passenger on our ship named uh, Orlin. And he was also budding up to Wraith about the same time I was. Uh, he, uh, he ended up being by the end of the ver- journey, he was Wraith's right hand man. And, <laughs> uh, him and I, we worked together in like a few different ways because we like, we recognize each other and that like, game recognizes yeah. game, right? So were, did you see like other people like we're doing this Wraith storyline or like, were you like the only two? No, no, there's, there's, there's a bunch of other people doing the Wraith storyline. So a lot of this, like to break out of, uh, mm-hmm it's about you get what you put into it right right so the more you the more you push into it the more you do these things like the more in-depth you get into the story right and the deeper you get in and it's and it changes things a little bit so i was i was deep within Wraith in wraith for like in that wraith storyline for the first bit mm-hmm. um and then I saw Sammy like kind of standing off to the side and I'm like, Hey man, like you did such a great job. That was fantastic. Like just cause like you can't not like Sammy and like, it's his first day yeah. and he's like so nervous and everything. <laughs> and you're like, buddy, you got this. Like you're doing great. You're doing great. And he's so nervous around the first order and <laughs> he's doing all this. And so I'm like, all right, Sammy. Like, so at this point I'm, I'm kind of split between, uh, like hanging out with Sammy and hanging out with Wraith. And yeah. I think like if I had stuck with Wraith hundred percent, like it would have been fine, but I was like, I need to like, I was like, I was just excited. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, the Sammy guy needs some like, and he's kind of standing alone. Like let's help him out a little yeah. bit. Um, so I did that. And so this is like four o'clock on the first day yeah. that all this has happened. Chat with Sammy. And so then, um, I'm doing a bunch of missions for, uh, Wraith. Cause we have to, um, figure out uh like how to like convince everyone that we need to make a quick little hyperspace jump so uh there's there's a few like hacking missions i do for him um and then sammy uh pings me on my all of or my data pad and he's like hey you know thanks like um maybe you could help me out with like a couple of things and then lenka hits me up and she's like hey i saw that you helped sammy could you uh maybe erase uh like our um our previous location so the first order can't get it <laughs> and i'm like yeah i can do that just yeah. boop, boop, beep, boop. give me the option to download them and i'm like mm, no i think they just see me fully erased I, so i didn't download them um so i didn't have the option to send them over to lieutenant croy lieutenant croy is also pinging me he's like hey what's up <laughs> and i'm like mm, no fascist yeah um so then uh, we finally we we're, we're able to uh, we make the hyperspace jump, which freaks uh, Sam out. He's like, that was none of the hyperspace jump. Why are we doing that? We're not supposed to do that. Like, what's happening? And we're like, ah, buddy, it's uh, Ra- Wraith. Uh, we had to go pick up Gaia. And he's like, OK, hey, have you seen a bunch of people all over my engineering room? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have seen a lot of people going in and out of engineering. He's like, what? Why? <laughs> Why are people doing that? I'm like, oh, well, um, I heard somebody mention Wraith. Did he? He's like, why? Why would he do that? Like, <laughs> like I think he thinks it's a joke. Well, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sammy and I, we have this conversation about this, 
And um, at this point, like I had found out that like Sammy's resistance. Mm-hmm. And so towards the end of uh, so we have that conversation, I move away and then I see him like standing alone or he's talking with like one other person. And I go up and I'm like, hey, Sammy, just uh, like, well, you know, like if you need any help or anything, ignite the spark. And his eyes get wide as saucers. <laughs> he's like, who told you to say that? <laughs> Nobody told me, Sammy. So I'm assuming that was like a keyword. For- so, so uh, the resistance, uh, the the call response is ignite the spark, light the fire, mm-hmm. right? So that was the uh, like that's that's the call and response. Um, and so he's like, who, who told you? Who told you? I'm like nobody. I'm just I'm, I just want you to know, Sammy. Like I got your back. <laughs> he's like okay, okay. And like, so we, we had like this whole conversation, we're going back and forth. He's like asking for help and certain things. And so I'm like deeper into the Sammy thing. And so on your data pad, you can go into your profile and you can see your relationship status with everybody on the ship. Right. And so you have a uh, familiarity and trust. Yeah. And so at this point I'm high familiarity um, and high trust with uh, Wraith and Sammy. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm doing good. Um, by the end, uh, I like, I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you where, where I ended up at the end. But so um, we do we do that. We have all this discussion stuff, and then it's time for dinner. And I'm like, and um, I was like doing some stuff with Wraith, and I'm like, ah, sh- I need to go eat. Like, it's time for my dinner. I got to go see Gaia. And Olin was like, man, you could eat whenever. I'm like. Yeah, but I gotta go see Gaia. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a whole thing. So I went and um, went down and ate with uh, ate and did that. So all the meals, uh, like the dinners, are their family style. So it's our crew, which is our cabin, um, eating. Uh, and like the food was fantastic. It was just great. It was, it was so good. The desserts were fantastic, but man, Gaia. Woo. So Gaia's a Twi'lek. Her. Uh, her bandmate is uh, Uwani, a uh, Rodian, and they are phenomenal. And just for listeners, the Twi'leks are the ones with like the head, big the he- head tentacles. The head tails, yep. Uh, was she a blue or green one? Purple. Purple. Oh, so uh, so like that with a purple skin. And then like uh, the uh, the other ones are, imagine if you've seen the original trilogy, Greedo, who gets shot at the beginning. Yep. Uh, big eyes, kind of bug-like face, and like... Uh, Suction cup fingers, which I just can't get over it. That's so freaky. Yeah. I mean, it, anyway, so they they play. Um, there's this uh, guy, uh, Sandro. Yeah. Who has been like kind of hanging around. Uh, he brought his uh, instrument and he's uh, he's like, it's just like, I want I want the chance to be able to just play for Gaia once. Well, guy gives him the chance at dinner. And so he gets up and he he plays a song with Gaia. And he crushes it. Just fantastic. Um, Wraith uh, comes up and like he introduces Gaia. He disappears for a little bit. He comes up. He's hanging out with people. Um, maybe, maybe not dropping off some secret messages around the around the room. Um, and then Lieutenant Croy comes in looking for a Wookiee. He's like, has anybody seen a Wookiee? We're like, no, nobody's seen a Wookiee. Uh, and, uh, Gaia gets real mad at him for interrupting and, uh, he steals Sandro's seat and it's a whole thing. Uh, but then, so, uh, Gaia starts singing another number and who comes in through the side door, but Chewbacca. 
like crouched real low, like trying to hide, <laughs> followed by just a group of children. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, do they have like a really tall person playing Chewbacca? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, Chewie was tall. Chewie was tall. Uh, like he was Wookiee size, you know, because he's Chewbacca. Yeah, that's like, you're, like that's like, like Chewbacca is like supposed to be like what seven feet tall or something yeah, like that. I mean, yeah, Chewbacca was tall. Yeah, uh, and hairy, and just uh, being that close to Chewbacca, like just like in passing, in universe, in care, mm-hmm. like that was really cool. Like, <laughs> you have no idea. There might be another reason. There are just a crowd of children following. Oh, absolutely. And there is one, there was one little kid who was also dressed in like Chewbacca pajamas. <laughs> and it was adorable. <laughs> it was just adorable. Anyway. So that happens. We get, uh, we get like secret messages that are dropped about a coaxium shipment. Uh, we finish dinner and then I'm wandering around the, uh, or then, then we have lightsaber training mm-hmm. right after dinner. We have lightsaber training. So we go to the lightsaber pod. So uh, in the in the Republic era, there was a um, a couple of Jedi aboard um, and they saved the ship from a pirate attack. Mm-hmm. So in thanks, the uh, owners of the Halcyon uh, put in lightsaber training pods. Right. And now, like every guest who comes gets to do lightsaber training. Lightsaber training was so cool. So they had these big. Uh, drones all right at the at the end um like think like what luke skywalker right. like luke skywalker training drones um but kind of like mounted on the wall and they'd like they light up and then shoot a laser mm-hmm. so we get we get training and how to uh how to block and then so we all like we line up in a line and uh we're going through and we're learning all the steps and then uh the people the two people directly so we're in lines of four so the first person has a lightsaber mm-hmm. and then the second two are given shields, right. lightsaber shields to block in case the person with the lightsaber missed. Uh, and that was that was really cool. And like everything like locks and vibrates. And so we we learned the basics. And then uh, the Saja in charge uh, starts uh, giving us another lesson and all of a sudden the lights go out and then there's this green glow. And Master Yoda starts talking. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Uh, and he gives us this this whole thing uh, about like, you know, like just like feeling through the force and all that. So then uh, we, he uh, the Saja has us all back up against the wall and uh, has the person with the blaze step forward. And he's like, OK. Just just feel where where it's going to come from. Like, look, look past the drone, look through the drone and feel. And you can see like these little like um, like like almost like fireflies, like kind of like in the background where the and like so you move the the sword up there and it's and like it, it vibrates like you're blocking the thing. It's so cool. It's just very like you're just in the moment mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my God, this is the most. And so you all rotate through that. And it's super cool. And you get a chance to talk to the Saja a little bit. And so I come out of that and I'm like up here. I'm like oh, yeah. just woo. I'm only probably like six drinks in for the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I was ever drunk on the ship, mm-hmm. but I was buzzed quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> just having a good time. Picking up a cocktail here and there, like towards the end of the night, man, I got no one alone, oh, yeah. but, um, so 
we we do that and then uh i i'm like okay well i gotta go uh do do some other stuff so i'm like running missions throughout and then i stumble like i just stumble on chewbacca like i'm i'm like walking through and like i turn a corner and i'm like there's chewbacca and i'm like oh and then sammy like comes running up he's like we need to hide dave So we're like, okay, okay, okay. So I'm now with Sammy and Chewbacca and a few other people, and we're running around trying to hide Dave. And so we all have our arms up like this. Chewbacca's crouched down, and we're all like, nope. Where's Dave? Has anybody seen Dave? <laughs> and so we get uh we we get uh Dave back to the engineering room past the stormtroopers and we have to like go back and like we're we're like zipping through things we end up like in the turbo lift and then uh up on the 7th floor and then we have to go back down and just bypassing stormtroopers and we get finally get Dave back to the um the engineering room and we're like okay whew. and then Sammy like ushers us all out and then for the rest of the night like people are like uh you'd hear people say, and everybody's yelling about this guy, Dave, who's Dave. And I'm like, <laughs> and then they just like, I'll just chime in or other people chime in like, Oh man, Dave's the best. You haven't met Dave yet. He's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, uh, a big, uh, like there's, there's a muster call, uh, not, not quite a muster call, but there's a, there's an event that happens, uh, up in the atrium. And so we all get called up to the atrium and Lieutenant Croy is up there. And he's uh, he's getting ready to uh, put a restraining bolt on SK. SK is the astromech droid. All right. I can't remember what his numerical thing is because everybody's called him SK. And it was like it was a brutal thing because he pulls Sammy up mm-hmm. to put the restraining bolt on SK. Yeah. And Sammy has to make a decision. And that's a that like that is a hard decision. And so Sammy puts the restraining bolt on SK and comes down and a few of us go over and we're like, Hey Sammy, like that was, that was, you did the right thing. Keep your head down. Like that's, that's the right thing to do in this situation. It's going to be fine. Um, so I talk with Sammy and he's, he's calmed down. I go over and talk with Ray. Wraith is pissed. Uh, Lenka's mad. Lenka's the cruise director. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I just, I can't believe Sammy do that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, it's fine. Like I talk with Lenka. I'm like, hey, you know, like he had to do what he had to do. At, like, we're gonna figure out a way to get SK out. Mm-hmm. Right. So that at this point, like, I'm getting up with Lenka. Like, it's this whole thing. It's great. And let's see. What happened after that? Um, so then we have some we have some time. Everybody kind of filters out doing their own thing. And I go over to uh so a spoiler I had done for myself was that there's special resistance pins that mm-hmm. you can get um, in the gift shop, but you have to go in when nobody's there and then you have to like say ignite the spark and then they'll show you the pins. Well, it became this really cool character moment yeah. that I wasn't expecting. So I go in and I, I'm the only one there and I go over to the lady or uh, the, I'm not the only, quite the only one there, but it's pretty empty. Like one, one employee is helping somebody else and I'm like, and then I go over up to the register and I'm like, Hey, so I, somebody said if I came in, um, 
and like you guys like may have had some stuff but uh you know i just just want to say like with the first order and stuff like everything's just a little like crazy but uh you know ignite the spark <laughs> and she's like she looks around she's Talk to Gordon when he's done with that customer. I'm like, okay, okay, well, so I hang out, hang out for a minute. They have a little conversation, and then she leaves. The guy leaves, and I go over to Gordon, and I'm like, ignite the spark. And he looks at me like, who told you to say that? <laughs> and I'm like, nobody. Just seemed like you were, uh, um, what, what, what was the word I used? Uh, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what makes you think that? I'm like, call it a, call it a gut feeling. Cause everybody, like all of the, all of the Halcyon staff so far has been like very resistance oh, yeah. forward. Right. Yeah. And so we have this entire conversation where he's like, you know, I've lost a lot of friends, yada, yada, yada. Um, we're going back and forth and I'm trying to get him to trust me. And I'm like, Hey, like I completely understand. I recently lost my family in Hossian prime. Uh, I've been reeling from that. I never really had any love for the Republic government, but that's just a step too far. And at that point he's like, well, I was doing some dusting the other day and brings me around into this like secret compartment that he opens. And there's like these like resistance pins and he's like, <laughs> Are any of these speaking to you? And I'm like, all right. It's just like this really cool oh, yeah, thing yeah. for me to spend twenty dollars. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was pretty much like the end of day one. Um, by the end of the day, I had a ton of missions that I had to do on Batu the mm-hmm. next day, um, including like stealing coaxium, delivering uh, data to the resistance. Uh, trying to get SK free, finding a forger, uh, like just a ton of all of these. Uh, let's see, I had uh, delivered out of the resistance, steal coaxium for Wraith, hack an Imperial shutter to override its autopilot so we could steal it for Sammy, track down a forger to get data cards to stop the first order override of the Halcyon for Lenka, um, override codes for the restraining bolt on SK. Um, then I had to visit Savi's and visit Oga's. So I had a big, big morning planned, but we, uh, we then hung out in the lounge from about 10, 30 to one ish Mm -hmm. Uh, and made our way back down. We played a lot of Sabacc and just kind of hung out in the lounge, racking up bar tabs, having a good time and then crashed. And then I was up again at like five 30 so I could shower and go to breakfast and then we could be on planet. Uh, first transport left at eight. So we were on the first transport out mm-hmm. the door, the second transport out the door. Okay, so you got at 5.30, but you didn't have to be anywhere until like 8 o'clock. Yeah, but, I mean, you try sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we, uh, so the transport to the the call was really cool, or to the to the planet was really cool. So you go in and you get a specific pin that, like, uh, identifies you as a Halcyon passenger. Um, and you wear that on uh, in like in Star Wars land or on Batu, and you get like um, like indiv- or story elements change for you in the park mm-hmm. because you're on the uh, on the Halcyon Star Cruiser. 
Um, like you get addressed by Hondo on Smuggler's Run differently. Different things happen in Resistance. It's it's really cool. So we go and we do that. Um, we get down to the planet and it's hot. But we get unlimited free water and uh, cold towels too. So we just have to go back to Docking mm-hmm. Bay 9 and get that. And, uh, it was my first time like really doing anything Disney Parks wise. And it was my first time at Black Spire Outpost. And oh my God. Oh yeah? That was so cool. <laughs> it was incredible. It's just being in Star Wars for that long, just immersed in it. Oh yeah? You, everybody else just kind of becomes background, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really notice like the t-shirts and the strollers and all of like the non-Star Wars stuff. You're just so... Because you're back into like the park itself. You're not like in, mm-hmm. on the experience thing. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so now you have like all the all the regular tourists, but it feels different. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we run over to the Rise of Resistance, which uh, the Resistance uh, base is like on the outskirts of Batu or on uh, Black Spire. Mm-hmm. Um, in like the old ruins and so you go and do that rise of resistance right i won't spoil anything that's just a lot of fun go do that it's a blast um then we go uh fly the falcon for the first time oh my god flying the falcon i sat in han seat man like you gotta do the piloting i gotta do the piloting the only thing i didn't get to do was punch it Cause that's the person in Chewie's seat, and I'm like, that's okay. Like, Did you at least get to say punch it? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I said punch it. <laughs> you did your part then. Yeah, I mean, I the the like, I'm not lying that I was almost in tears like after flying the Falcon. Like that was that was a childhood dream oh, yeah. come true. Uh, then we went and hung out at Oga's for a bit. Which is the is the cantina there? Just really cool. Uh, I got a uh, souvenir uh, glass. It's the um, it's like a tiki cup, but it has like scenes of Endor on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It says like Ewoks and Tie Fighters and eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I you that last yeah, night. Yeah, really cool. Yep. Uh, then I went to Savi's Savi's workshop to build a lightsaber, mm-hmm. which. Which is what you heard at the beginning of the program. Which is what you heard at the beginning of the program. I put a, uh, I did the uh, the peace and justice build and put a green uh, crystal in it, and just wow, just really cool. It was a really cool experience. Then we ended up back on the ship, mm-hmm. which is what we care about because right. that's we got back to the ship and then stuff started kind of happening. So uh, after all the missions we did on planet, um. I got a mission to go break into the cargo hold from Sammy. Oh, all right. Uh, to see what the first order is hiding in there. So I went and did that without getting yelled at by the captain this time. Without getting yelled at by the captain. So I did that. Um, and then I made my way back up to the atrium uh, because at three o'clock we were uh, going to break uh, SK out mm-hmm. of his right. uh, thing. So, or out of his restraining bolt. So, um, while well, I, I was hanging out in the atrium, I had a, you know, had a beer, just kind of like, there was some stormtroopers just kind of keeping an eye like trying not to be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a Saja started talking to me about like, how do you think we should uh, create a distraction? So we had a little conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he left and I found, Len- and then Lenka came up and she's like, you guys ready? And so there was a group of us and she's like, okay, so here's the, 
here's oh, here's what I need you guys to do. I need you guys to make a um, make make a lookout line, like go going all the way down to deck four, um, just so we know if any first order is coming up while we're doing this. And we're like, all right, cool. So I grab the group and I organize that. And so we're we're like we're on the stairs. Um, we have basically like up one at like every curve just so we could have like a thing and we like made signals and this whole thing. It was, it was a lot of fun. Like we're keeping an eye out. Like we're all trying to, you know, look casual. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then, um, some kids come ru- uh, running up yelling, Lieutenant Croy, Lieutenant Croy, Lieutenant Croy. Somebody put the stormtroopers in the brig. <laughs> <laughs> And so Lieutenant Croy is like, what? And then he goes running down the stairs with all the kids. And then they get uh, SK out. And then uh, the storm, they start coming up. So we have to do our signal to let them know that they're coming. And it's, uh, <laughs> it was very involved. It was a lot of fun. And so that happens. So we get SK out. Um, they disappear. Um, SK rushes off. Then, uh, I was like, all right, cool. So we had a little bit of time. So I went to the lounge and Gaia and Oani are there talking with another passenger. And I'm like, well, this is my chance. So I take out my phone and I'm like, hey, hey, Gaia, big fan. Uh, is there any way I could get a hollow scan with you? And she's like, yeah. But first, I need to answer a question for me. I'm like, sure. Yeah, anything. Um, and then we had this uh, conversation about like love and risk and how do you know if it's worth it and all of that because Awani and Sandro are like a whole like will they won't they at this point <laughs> and so I got to be like part of the conversation to help Awani like be like yeah do do that <laughs> and then I got the the hollow scan and like, it was really cool um then I ran into uh, Bebo and Kenrick. All right. And they're waiting to uh, get, they're waiting for uh, Gaia to come out so they can get autographs. So, she's gonna uh, do an, and, like, and they're doing like different storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's it. doing their own thing, like own, but separately. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, some of these I'm doing with them, some of them I'm doing separate. Yep. I'm just telling, like, from my perspective, right. kind of things that happened. Right. And they have their own, like, mm-hmm. version of events and. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so everybody get kind of get like, yeah, it's it's shared and it's unique and right. it's so we do that, um, and then uh, we go uh, get the we go do the autograph thing, and uh, Bebo had made these like awesome like watercolor things for Gaia. Mm-hmm. And she had gotten a couple already because he'd given them to other cast members and they brought them to her. And he, she was like, oh, you're the one who did like. And so that was really cool. And then ha- she had Kenrick um, go ask uh, Sandro to like pick out a couple of songs to do like a thing because somebody was getting ready for a heist. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say who. I had gone too far down the Sammy thing to be part of like yeah. the heist planning, but. I was like, I knew it was coming and I was really excited about like, I didn't realize it was happening in this moment, (laughs) but you could like all this chaos started. And so I see Sammy over in the corner. Um, is is it at this point? Yeah. Yeah. This is the, just get the order of events. 
first order. Yes. Okay. So the uh, the that's that's happening. So I go over and I'm I'm hanging out with Sammy. Well, Bebo comes up and is like doing this thing, and then uh, drag Sam starts dragging Sammy over by Wraith, and I'm like, well, I gotta go follow this. This could be interesting. And basically, Wraith is mad at Sammy because of what he did, and so now they're trying to get Sammy, but they both want the coaxium, and it's this whole thing. <laughs> and so finally, like, uh, Bebo um, has been on this cruise before, and like, kind of knew, and like. Uh, they weren't supposed to like get together like this, but Bebo made it happen and like made both of the actors break, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like Wraith, uh, like the actor playing Wraith, just at one point just started laughing, <laughs> just couldn't help it, and just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Well, I guess this is what's happening now." <laughs> So they both like basically get that what they want. And then we have bridge training. So everybody, um, you get two, you, you have two scheduled events, two main like scheduled events. It's yeah. lightsaber training and bridge training that every passenger gets to do. And a story beat will happen during yours, no matter what. Uh, bridge training, it's always different ones that will happen. The lightsaber training, it's always the Yoda thing. It'll be that. So we go do our uh, bridge training. But which was a lot of fun. So you're on the bridge. You get to go to every different station. So it's like shields, engineering, and um, uh, there's like a gathering station where you're trying to grab stuff, and then um, like a weapon station where you're shooting stuff, and it's it's a lot of fun. So we're going around, but during the training, the captain comes in and she tries to clear the bridge for a call. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, I got an important call coming. Everybody off the bridge." Well, the call comes in and the droid uh, turns it on. Uh, watch watches the droid's name watch turns it on uh, and just let, lets it go through and it's the first order it's not Lieutenant Croy it's like one mm-hmm. of his superiors and she the, the they're mad and they're like oh you're helping the resistance yada 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 the captain's like no no and they're like well we're going to uh, put you under a blockade and we still have passengers down on Batu, and so we're like oh no so the captain's like all right, well, we got to take care of this. Uh, and she puts Sammy in charge because <laughs> Sammy happened to be there. And so we're now, uh, she's like, all right, Sammy, I have to go take care of a few things and distract Lieutenant Croy. What I need you to do is get to the resistance beacon here uh, at, at these coordinates and send out a distress call to the resistance and let them know what's happening. The time for being coy is over. Like, we mm-hmm. need resistance help. And so we help Sammy like navigate through an asteroid field to uh to a resistance beacon <laughs> in order to like get the get the message out and as soon as we do that then lieutenant croy uh finds us as soon as we get the call out announces that he's taking over uh taking over the ship and then escorts us all off the bridge <laughs> and we're like oh shit uh and basically right to dinner and we're like oh mm-hmm. no so dinner was fantastic oh, yeah um but during dinner, we get an we get a com alert from the Saja that say Ray is on board, and to help her hide, she has an injector for uh for Sammy, mm-hmm. and so now we have the injector, we have the coaxium, we just need to get them together. So there's a shipwide call to the atrium. The first order officially takes over the ship. Um, Gaia and all of her luggage leave the ship. Mm-hmm. Right, she's off the ship. 
Well, right after that, um, I see Lenka over in the corner um, with what looks like some Gaia luggage. I'm like, mm. so I go investigate that. And uh, she's like, this is this is what we have left of the coaxium. It's in this luggage. Um, <laughs> get the captain. And so we go and we grab the captain. We get the captain over and the captain and then Lenka like heads off. She's like, I gotta go do some stuff. So the captain has the luggage now and she's like, OK, we need to get this down to the engine room. Who? Uh, but guy is off the ship. So if any of us is walking around with it, it's going to look suspicious to Lieutenant Croy. The only person who can walk around with this is Rave without drawing suspicion. Where is Rafe? I'm like, we don't know. So she picks me and one other person mm-hmm. to go find Rafe. So we run down to the lower decks. And I see Olin, who's been Rafe's right-hand man this entire time. I'm like, perfect. And he's with um, one of the Saja that's been like hanging around Rafe. They might have a thing. I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure. It, it, so will they, won't they? Um, and I'm like, hey, where's Rafe? And he's like, where's the lunchbox? And I'm like, do you know where Wraith is? I'm like, do you know where the lunchbox is? I'm like, we're talking about the same lunchbox. I know where the lunchbox is. You have eyes on it? I'm like, yeah, I have eyes on it. <laughs> well, we don't know where Wraith is. I'm like, well, all right, well, come on, like, let's go find him and then we can deal with this lunchbox situation. And so we go and we're trying to find Wraith and it's this whole thing. And um, we're and so we get back up to the captain and we picked up this Twi'lek along the way, this passenger mm-hmm. like cosplaying as a Twi'lek. And she's like, well, how, how do we know that we can trust him? He's working with Wraith. I'm like, because we want the same thing. She's like, what do you mean we want the same thing? I'm like, we both want the first order off. We don't want them around anymore because yeah. they're bad for business. Like, it's just not good. And so we're like, okay, we can work together. Well, the, then we notice that, the, that Wraith is on the bridge. And the captain's pissed about that. So she's like, I need you guys to go over there. As soon as he comes out, you grab him and you drag him over here. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So we go wait by the door. And as soon as Wraith comes out, we drag, we grab him. And be like, hey, the captain wants to talk to you. And we drag him over to the captain. And the captain's like, all right, this is your problem. Now get this down to Sammy. <laughs> and he's like, this is explosive. Like, <laughs> I don't want to carry this. So we all uh, get him over to the turbo lift down to engineering. The first order is in engineering. Mm-hmm. Was Dave in engineering? No, Dave was not in engineering. <laughs> Nobody knows. Dave was back on planet. Dave, back on planet. Well, yeah. So they got Dave. All, uh, end of the first night, Dave escaped back down or down to Batu, and then uh, apparently came back. Just a reminder, Dave was Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's see here. All right. Find the captain, Rave, drag him over. So now we have to bring Sammy to engineering. So, or kayak him to Sammy. So we get down to uh, the fourth floor where engineering is, but engineering has been taken over by Lieutenant Croy. Um, Sammy and Wraith are arguing. Um, and then Wraith just is like, hey, I brought this to you. My job is done. I'm going to go distract people upstairs. And so he went to the lounge and Sammy's like, don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> and um then there's this whole thing and like we're watching the thing so sammy pulls me into the brig he's like you come here and he's like what are they doing in there how many people are in there so like so we're listening to the first order from the brig and a bunch of kids run in with me and then sammy sammy runs out and shuts the doors Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay like so i'm trying to listen and i'm listening to the first order take over like override the ship 
And I'm like, well, this isn't good. Um, and then uh, one of the kids gets bored and goes and hits the button to open the door, opens the door, and uh, then opens the second door. And there's two stormtroopers standing out there. <laughs> and he just walks past them and looks back. And we're and me and the two other kids that are in there are like, <gasps> <laughs> like, did they see us? <laughs> <laughs> and the stormtroopers rush in to push us out. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> So maybe that, that kid was on a different path from uh, the good so. guys. <laughs> so then like I meet back up with Sammy and uh, Bebo's there. And so then we're like, okay, well, let's bring this back up to the bridge and like, let's figure out what, what to do, what to do next. So we got to bring, tell the captain we have this. So we escort Sammy back up to the bridge with the coaxium and then we get to the bridge and then there's this, uh, this whole thing. And the captain captain's like, all right, I need you guys to do whatever it takes. Get this re uh, fix this ship. And uh, do this. So. Uh, brig captured. Uh, oh, and get the and get the injector. So from the bridge, the uh, launch box is passed to Bebo. All right. So at this point, Bebo is now like he's on. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bebo is wearing like really long robes. All right. And he's holding this. And so my job is to go and hold the hold the turbo lifts so we can get in and get down right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, perfect. Got this. So I zip over there and like I'm I hit the button. I'm like doo -doo 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 -doo, waiting and then holding. We get down there. We get down to engineering. Uh, we can't get into engineering. It's a whole thing. So Bebo hides the uh, the lunchbox under his thing. And like Sammy runs and people looks at me. And he's like. You should go follow him. I'm like, okay, I will. So I run after, and then um, Sammy meets up with Ray and gets the injector. And then we go back to engineering. Ray as in, like, there's somebody playing Ray from the... From the movies. Okay. Ray. Like, Ray, Ray. Yeah. Ray. Um, and so we get the injector. Sammy's like, oh, my God, Ray knows my name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, head over heels. And then we get into engineering... Um, there is, uh, so, or he sends me back to engineering. He takes a detour into the cargo hold to come into engineering another way. Um, and then comes back with Dave. <laughs> so we get into engineering with Dave. And so it's a small group of maybe 10, 11 of us, mm -hmm. Sammy, Dave. Yeah. And we get like, there's all these impassioned speeches, a bunch of Wookiee yelling. And then we have to, uh, like help reset the ship so first thing sammy does is he asks for like people who are like good at like he picks like people who he thinks will be like good at like running large crews and the first one he picks like he's like i can't count to seven <laughs> he's like good i just need to count to three he's like okay and sends him over well nobody joined his crew so then sammy's like everybody to their stations but i look around and like nobody's helping that guy yeah. so i like run over and so it's just the two of us and we're at the station where there's seven levers that need to be pulled. Yeah. Well, there's only two of us and like we have to pull like the blinky light and push it the <laughs> right way. And it all has to be at the same or within like, you know, like a second of each yeah. one. And so we're doing things like we're holding uh, holding levers with, or pushing levers with our hands, our hips and our feet. <laughs> like just like doing like yoga to get all these levers going. And it's it's intense. It's a lot of fun. Uh, like noises are going off 
everybody's yelling. It's a lot of fun. And so then we uh, we 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 succeed. Um, and then we disperse, like, we're like, all right, disperse, like, let's wait. And at this point it's nine o'clock. Well, I have a, I have a meeting with Lincoln engineering at nine o'clock. So I just like circle around and I wait. And it's essentially like the same activity that we just did. Cause like I was going down like kind of multiple mm-hmm. paths and got invited yeah. to different things, but it didn't matter because about 15 minutes into that, the ship wide klaxon goes off <laughs> and we're all like rushed to our muster stations and um we're like oh no like what's what's going on what's going on and we're like or i'm i'm at this spot by station c um and like i'm i'm like like here right standing literally right next to me is rafe um and sammy's nowhere to be seen um but kylo ren's on board okay so kylo ren comes out uh basically force chokes lieutenant croy pushes him away <laughs> um and calls out the captain uses the force to like pull the chandelier down and is threatening to throw it at all the passengers <laughs> and then ray shows up and the most incredible like lightsaber stage show like you've saw you've seen the one where like they actually ignite it and it comes up uh, i think so yeah so like and then they do a swap for the stunt saber mm-hmm. it was seamless yeah. and so this big finale happens and it feels like you're in a star wars movie and so like there's the big show happening up there there's a little thing happening with a bunch of the side characters and wraith like right next to me and so i'm seeing this chewbacca shows up with a bowcaster <laughs> and shoots that and then like a stormtrooper comes up behind him and threatens him and then like this other stormtrooper uh like stands up and starts uh or and then like gets the drop on uh i think it's lieutenant croy and rips off his helmet and it's sammy (laughs) (laughs) oh man it was so cool and so yeah the entire night just led up to this and this is at like 9 30 quarter to 10 (laughs) and we're just like oh my god what is happening and then so the finale ends with uh, fireworks being shot off the bow of the ship into space. So everybody just kind of like files into the bridge to watch these fireworks happen while the Star Wars theme is playing. And you're just like, oh, my God, what is what is happening right now? And then you're just you're just at this emotional high and you don't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> So that's how they they finish it off, huh? That's how they finish it off. And the next morning is just breakfast and you feel like a towel that's been wrung out (laughs) and just emotionally (laughs) drained. It sounds like a lot of fun. It was so incredible. You I don't think you could do another day. I think that's like the. No, it it sounds exhausting. Like there's, there's a lot. Like three, like another day would be too much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it was the most incredible experience. And that's only like one of however many paths you could take. Right. right. There, I think there are, there were four main storylines and a bunch of other small ones. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You could do like the first order one and help the first order. You could do a Saja one and like go really deep into the Saja stuff. And there's a whole other storyline mm-hmm. there. You go deep within Wraith, and I just I, w- I ended up just going rebellion apparently. Yeah. And 
like a, resistance. Like it, uh, it's and sounds, I like that I fell into it. Oh yeah, like, I, I'm surprised. Like the hidden events that they had, like like scattered around. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah uh, that was an hour and twenty minutes on yeah uh, <laughs> on the Star Wars thing. Any questions? Uh, no, I, I did have a question, but like, I think that might just have to be a discussion topic for another episode of like, what kind of similar franchises? Oh yeah. Like I think that might need to be I, another, but discussion. that's a, that's a whole long, like we just got like uh, so much information about this, uh, that we should <laughs> save that one for another podcast. All right. Oh, well, should we wrap up then? Huh? Yeah. If I could find my outro music here. Oh, this one. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening to my story, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnessstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnessstudios. Follow us on Instagram at blindnessstudios, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.